You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Hey, welcome, folks. Yes, your ears do not deceive you. We are live today on this New Year's Eve. Uh, we don't take time off much. Very often, you know, I say that, and I'm going to be out pretty soon, probably next week. But uh, but that's a whole other thing. That's because of something else. <laughs> but as today on New Year's Eve, we are here. We are live. Uh, happy, happy, happy New Year's Eve. I mean, it's it's hard to believe 2019 is coming to a close. Uh, gosh, you know, I, I, what jumps to my mind right away when we start talking about uh, 2019 coming to an end and allow me, indulge me to take a moment to remind you, let me remind you, awesome listeners, that um, it was only 19 years ago or so, maybe 20, maybe 18, uh, you know, right around the end of the 90s, early, early 2000s, that Al Gore, yes, ladies and gentlemen, Al Gore, uh, I know I cringe too when I hear that name, but Al Gore was telling us early 2000s. He was telling us that we would have no water in 10 years. We wouldn't have enough water in 10 years. This is what this guy was saying. Uh, he was saying the planet would be too hot. The, we wouldn't see snowfalls anymore. We wouldn't see large amounts of snowfalls. This is what this guy was saying, folks. And here we are uh, 19 years later. I mean, we're going into 2020, so we're leaving the teens behind in the early 2000s. So we're we're heading into a new decade, and we made it. We've got substantial water. <laughs> We've got uh, folks uh, heavenly, and, and that part of Nevada and that part of California is getting hammered with snow. They have been since Dece- early December. Uh, there are parts of this country that have or began to get snowfalls two or three months ago um, we're not in danger of losing snowfall and this is the kind of stuff that is really 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 a, a danger we you know people want to complain about trump they don't like his tweets uh they don't like the way he fights back uh but they they don't have they have no problem with somebody like al gore telling everyone including children that there's not going to be rain and uh, water in 10 years. There's not going to be snow. I mean, all of this mess. And look, look it up, folks. Al Gore was saying this stuff. In, in fact, he's still saying it today. I mean, you would think they would learn. Um, all of it, ladies and gentlemen, all of it was a big lie. In fact, we could probably call it the lies of the decade. Uh, when you when you when you look at the global warming, climate change, whatever they call it today, when you look at that big hoax, because that's what it is, uh, you could call it the big lie of the decade um so it would be nice for that hoax to to go away as we leave uh 2019 but uh we know that's not going to happen they're just going to double down um and why why do they lie why did al gore lead the way back in the early 2000s with these lies Uh, folks it was to garner power uh it was to garner power and to make al gore a multi multi millionaire yes you heard that correct Al Gore, Mr., uh, you know, we can't drive any more SUVs. We can't fly around. We get, you know, telling you what you can't do, not what he can't do. Al Gore has an entourage of SUVs when he goes anywhere. Al Gore has a private jet to take him anywhere he wants to go, anytime he wants to go. Uh, Al Gore has a multi-thousand square foot home in Tennessee that, in fact, his, I don't even want to estimate, but 
the power that he uses to power that mansion that he's got. So he's a multi-multi-millionaire, folks, and he got that way uh, in large part by convincing you you needed to buy carbon credits. <laughs> I mean, I'm blazing through this kind of fast, folks, but you can look it up yourself. You can do some research. Uh, you know, Go to DuckDuckGo, do some research on, uh, on Al Gore. I mean, these are all of the things he was saying back then, and he was joined by the Democrat Party. He was joined by the media. Uh, that this was the concern they had. Uh, and you you would think that they would learn their lesson uh, for the past 20 years because we have had 20-plus years of when they were starting this doom and gloom predictions, and none of what they predicted came true. Not one scintilla of what they predicted came to fruition. And you'd think they would learn their lesson? Oh, heck no. Uh, like I said before, they're doubling and tripling down. Now you have the likes of AOC, uh, Alexandria Occasional Cortex, uh, and her ilk, led by Bernie the Socialist. Uh, Bernie the Socialist can't answer a question without climate change. You can ask Bernie what kind of car do you drive? Climate change. Bernie, what do we got to do for the people? Climate change. Bernie, how are we going to help the economy? Oh, climate change. Uh, this is what you get out of Socialist Bernie, so he's kind of leading the way. And and instead of learning over the last 20-plus years that they were wrong, 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 and wrong, they've just doubled and tripled down. Now, now they're straight up abusing children. They've gotten into the schools. They, I mean, just look at Greta Thunberg. Uh, this is a girl who doesn't think she's going to make it out of her teenage years. She thinks she will be dead before she's 20. Uh, because she thinks the planet and humanity will be dead before she's 20. Um, this is the kind of stuff, folks, that, that it is child abuse. And, and if you have a kid in a government school, this is what they're being taught. And it's a downright shame, and it's a travesty. And instead of worrying about what Donald Trump tweets or what Donald Trump says, we need to be worried about the psyche of children. And not just children. What about the psyche of uh, many, many millennials out there who think that this planet is on the verge of dying? Uh, this is the kind of thing that, that maybe in 2020 hopefully we can address. But, um, but you really, really got to think about that. Uh, it's, the quest for power is never ending for most politicians, and I'm sorry to say that. And some of you may be asking, well, Victor, how come the media is complicit? How come 98% of the media is complicit with the Democrat agenda? And, and it's not just the old school Democrat agenda. This is socialist Democrat agenda of today. And some of you may be asking, Victor, why is the media complicit? Well, I'll tell you why. Because whenever you have a socialist system, a communist system, any system that's not based on freedom and liberty, uh, then you have an elitist class. And the elitist class is always exempt from what they force on the people. So under socialism, under, under communism, under dictatorship, any kind of uh, terror, 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 I can't even say the word. Let me back up. Any country or any people that's living under socialism or communism or um, dictatorship or anything like that, there is a group of elitists. That's the people in charge, the, the socialists, the communists, the, the leadership, the people at the top. Nothing that is put on the people to burden will be burdened by the people of the ruling class. And the reason why the media is, is so uh, part of this game that the Demo socialist Democrats are trying to play, the reason why the media is complicit is because every member of the media thinks they're going to be part of the elitist class. Under socialism, under communism, under dictatorships, 
You do not have, and that's theology in, in, a the, in any theocracy, same thing. You don't have a free media. You don't have a free press. So all of the media today, the, the, the mainstream and lamestream media that I like to refer to, but 90-plus percent of the media today that are in bed with the Democrats, they're basically the next arm of the Democrat wing. They are complicit because they think they're going to be part of the elite class. So everything that they think they'll report that you are carrying the burden of, they will not have to have that burden. Uh, so that's why the media is so complicit today. And, and you ask yourself, and, and you can see it, how, how, how far left the media has gone and why they carry water for Ocasio-Cortez, why they carry water for Sanders and the Clintons and the Obamas and, you know, all the agenda today uh, that the Socialist Democrats have, that water is being carried willingly by the media. And this is because the media think they will be part of the elite class. And, and they're, you know, if we ever get to that point where we turn complete socialist, the media is going to be in for a surprise because uh, they're not all going to get to be elitist. They're not all going to get to to be where they think they're going to be part of that club. And, you know, unfortunately, now, yes, we have a constitution and yes, we are technically free and we te- te- technically have liberty. We have let our politicians run rampant. We, we, the people, have let the politicians have too much control. We've allowed the federal government to grow too large. We've allowed D.C. to get too powerful. And that's when, when you hear me refer to the swamp or you hear other people refer to the swamp that is Washington, D.C., it's full of, fuel, it's full of year, career-long bureaucrats and career-driven politicians uh, that kind of power is working against the people because we do have an elitist class now. When you look at the politicians, especially the Democrats and the Democrat Socialists and the establishment Republicans, they have a club up there in Washington, and it's their little elitist club. They don't want you to be part of it. They don't want me to be a part of it, and they damn sure do not want Donald J. Trump to be a part of it. Uh, folks, you really have to sit back and take your emotions, turn your emotions off, and just pay attention and listen to what's happening and watch what's being proposed by the Democrats, what's being proposed by the media, what's being proposed by politicians. Uh, everything they do is, is to garner power for them. And then every time somebody tries to make an inroad to get involved or to, to get to Washington from the outside, they get squashed, they get hammered. This is why... I have said countless of times when I am asked the question, which I get asked all the time, Victor, how can you be a Hispanic? How can you be of Mexican descent? And how can you be those things and support Donald Trump? And the answer is simple. The, the easiest way for me to put it is when you have, when I look at Washington and I see all of the Democrats, and I mean all of the Democrats, hate Donald Trump. And then I look at the establishment Republicans and a majority of the establishment Republicans hate Donald Trump. That tells me I've got, and we, we the people, have got the right guy in office. When you can take one man, ladies and gentlemen, Donald Trump at the most can only have eight years in the swamp. He can only have eight years. Most of these bozos up there sitting in Congress that are representatives and sitting in the Senate have been there for 20, 30, 40 plus years. These guys don't really worry about their reelection. So they basically have a gravy train that they know is going to be there for them. They are going to be part of that club in Washington for years and years and years. 
And Donald Trump comes along at the very most can only spend eight years. By the Constitution, he is restricted to only eight years. So if you see both parties absolutely losing their minds because they can't control the guy who got elected by the people to be president. You see them losing their minds because they can't take four years of this guy, let alone eight years of this guy. Then that should tell you right there we have the right guy in office. All right, folks. Ponder that for a little bit. We're going to go to a break here. Uh, we're going to move fast here, so hang tight. Uh, you're listening to America's Web Radio. This is On Point with Victor. We shall be right back. And before we leave, want to uh, remind everybody that uh, we've been running a campaign for our First Lady. Uh, take the time to send her a thank you note, please. Just uh, Melania Trump, uh, First Lady of the United States. The White House, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, Northwest, Washington, D.C., 20500. And uh, that's all you have to do, and she'll get it, and she deserves it. She has brought class, dignity, (laughs) underline dignity, and elegance back to our White House. The White House is ours again that's a classy place to go and tour, and Melania Trump deserves all the applause she can get and not the garbage that the half-assed media puts out. Um, Isn't that the she, truth? She is, um, she is incredible. With that being said, one other thing that we're going, if you're a veteran, listen up. You know that term, listen up, <laughs> veterans. We're going to be starting a show about veteran benefits, and the head chaplain for the United States is going to be doing the show, and he, he's forgotten more than most people know about veteran benefits. And I learned something the other day from Mike as we were talking about it, the benefits that reservists have. If you served during the Vietnam era, you have benefits. And if you served 180 days consistently, you have benefits. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are just, you know, if you served, do you realize that you the government will give you a plot in a national cemetery, you and your wife, you and your spouse? Um, there, it just goes on and on and on. And folks, very few veterans are taking advantage. When you say disabled veterans, let me ask you, you're a knowledgeable in- individual sitting over there. What's the first thing that comes to your mind when I say disabled American veteran? Usually, to me, it's somebody who's who's pretty much almost paid the ultimate price that that when they were off they 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 lost something protecting us or fighting for this country i mean they stood up like so do you do you does the first thing that comes to mind possibly well i've he's lost an arm or a leg or ied or something like that exactly that's what i was getting at when they've almost made paid that ultimate price because they lose a limb and a lot of people don't understand what it means to to lose a limb or to have to adjust your life because you lost eyesight that's uh all of that is mm-hmm. true, but 
all of it is a very, very, very small percentage of disabled veterans. Oh, wow. Now, that I didn't know. Well, you I know, bet a lot of it is men- some mental issues. It's, uh, you know, 2 and 3%. That, wow. But everybody thinks it's an arm. It's yeah, a leg, yeah, that's it's a, true. That's and true. you hear about the traumatic IEDs mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff. Right. Um, but, no, it, it's, uh, it's mental. It's... Uh, uh, it can be physical many years after where, right. you know, Agent Orange is a perfect example of it mm-hmm. where they're showing up. In fact, they just passed the bill and, and uh, uh, Trump signed it just on December the 10th called the Blue Water Bill. Uh-huh. And this is where in the past when a Navy person would show up and with with all of the symptoms and everything of Agent Orange, the VA said, well, hell, he wasn't on ground. He wasn't a ground pounder. He was in a boat. Hmm. No, they were being sprayed just like all the Army was and everybody else. And, uh, you know, and, and plus the fact they had pulled in and, and the uh, vegetation would have Agent Orange on it or whatever. And the Navy has just – Navy – Personnel that served in Vietnam, and uh, not only there, we had a very, very big presence of Coast Guard uh, people in Vietnam, and our Coast Guard military uh, was in Vietnam, and uh, a lot of them have shown up with with Agent Orange problems. So the point of the story is, folks, I can't give you a day yet that this show will air every on every week but i will very shortly and if you're a veteran you know a veteran your father your mother anybody was a veteran they need to listen to this and it could literally bring you thousands and thousands of dollars that are available to you because you raised your hand and said i will die for my country Yep, and uh, that's a very small percentage and Mm -hmm. we'll go into that as well but a very small percentage. So with that being said, I've taken up a lot of time, but <laughs> this needs to be said, and you need yeah. to listen to this show. And we'll have uh, – look at our Facebook page. Look at our uh, – line us up on Twitter and or sign up and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And please send the First Lady a thank you note. She would that would mean a lot, and who knows, you might get an invitation to the White House <laughs> if you write just right. Okay, we'll be back right after this. <laughs> Good morning. My name is Mike Mizell. I'm a retired Army colonel and president of the Johns Creek Veterans Association. We meet in Newtown Park, and part of one of our projects is the installation of the Healing Wall, the half-scale model of the Vietnam Wall that traveled the United States. Well, it's coming to rest, and it's going to live in Johns Creek forever, the half-scale model. We're looking at a possibly a March implementation ribbon-cutting ceremony, and we're looking for donors and sponsors that want to help us in this great project. You can donate at jcvets.org.
My name is Kyle Hayes, a motorsports student at Alfred State College. Every year, Alfred State students compete in the Great Race, which is a cross-country time endurance rally for vintage vehicles. As you can imagine, it's pretty costly. I'm asking for your help. Your donation can make it possible for these students to live their passion and promote the vintage automobile industry. Please visit our site at give.alfredstate.edu and search Great Race to learn more and help us reach our goal. Thank you. Want to give your family or loved one the perfect gift? Then go online and check out the TornadoBodyDryer.com. I love mine and the warm heat air massage it gives me after my shower. The Tornado Body Dryer is super. You'll love it and you'll love having one in your shower. Okay, folks, we're back on on point with Victor Amandarez. Yeah, and in fact, I want to mention they. I don't know what happened, but they put uh, Victor's tongue in a cast. That's why he didn't introduce himself earlier, and he can't do the. So uh, you know, I think it's going to be they'll be taking the tape off and the cast off within the next uh, oh five Segment. or ten minutes. But it's it's not it's not a nice sight, particularly when he tries to do it with that cast on and all that but anyway i do want to mention one other thing victor if you don't mind me taking up another few minutes of your time let's do and it. that is if you're having any kind of trouble any kind of trouble with the va or getting something done getting benefits anything i'm gonna make you a ten dollar bet right here and right now that you do i know something you don't know a, a texas bet a texas bet did you know if you call the disabled American veterans in your neighborhood, wherever you live, and you explain to them that, gee, I, I've been turned down or I've tried to talk to them and they don't understand me and I don't understand them, two things will happen. One of them will be that they'll tell you to get your DD-214 and your honorable discharge papers and go to your local courthouse Get them to make a copy of it and certify that you've just had the copies made. Certified copy. Second thing is, they'll listen to your story, find out where you live, and they will assign you. Listen to me! They will Mm -hmm. assign you a person that will literally hold your hand and go through all the red tape they know the answers. They know how to do it. They've been doing it for years, and they will assign you a person. Now, let me tell you, I know this because they did it for my sister who is helping my brother-in-law who was in the Navy, and he served his, well, he served six years, and uh, they will also do this for reservists. But anybody that served, anybody that signed and said, you know, defend and protect gets it. And you can, and if you're out there and you're shaking your head, oh, I tried, and all the red tape, well, we'll cut you through that red tape. And I won't, but they will assign you the disabled American veterans. Call them, and they will assign you a person that will literally say, okay, well, meet me here or there or wherever. At so and so, and we'll get this taken care of. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Excellent. 
Well, you know, this is, for those of you out there who are going, where did Victor go? Uh, these are important things, and, and we here at America's Web Radio, uh, we hold our vets in the highest regard. Um, we, we, we must always, always, always take care of the vets and never forget we should never. Uh, and, and so taking time like this is, is for me, is, is an honor. Uh, to do what I can to help David and and David, you yourself are an Army veteran, and uh, and I and I have some great listeners that are Marine veterans and Navy veterans and uh, across the board. And so, so folks, take it to heart what David said, and especially if you're out there and you're one of our veteran listeners, um, we 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 take it serious, and we're willing to help if you are having trouble. Uh, David is easy to reach. GM at americaswebradio.com, GM at americaswebradio.com, or Victor at americaswebradio.com. So let's all together take care of our vets. You know, our vets, when they're fighting, and David, you can attest to this, when you're looking down the barrel of an enemy's weapon, uh, you don't think about whether you're standing in front of a Democrat or a Republican. You're standing in front of an American. Well, one one thing I want to get clear, and I make it very clear on... Uh the show that we do for the uh, Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame is that, yes, I served during the Vietnam War era, but I didn't go in country, mm-hmm. and I don't want anybody to me- be misled that they thought that... Uh, so you, I've got you don't want to be like a Representative Blumenthal who yeah. went, didn't leave the States, but yet look up his stories on Vietnam. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we... Uh, I went. To, I was infantry. Eleven, eleven Bravo, and eleven you Bravo. all. And uh, back then, I couldn't even wear my uniform. And, and quite frankly, when you, if you've ever gone through that stuff, uh, you go through basic, and then I went through AIT, and uh, same training that everybody that went to Vietnam went through. Mm-hmm. That was eleven Bravo, and uh, you know, by the time you graduate from uh, from uh, AIT, and you get you get a blue braid, and that's that a light blue braid that indicates that you went through infantry. Right, and uh, you couldn't. When I came back from uh, Fort Ord, I couldn't wear my uniform and I couldn't wear my braid because people were throwing stuff at us, spitting at us, and mm-hmm. calling us all sorts of names. And thank God, that's not happening to our veterans as they come back. Today. Absolutely, it's it's uh, we finally right, and and unfortunately, you'll find some on the left that'll still do that. But luckily, at least all the politicians have finally fallen in line to to really that that our veterans deserve nothing but respect. And uh, like I said, they don't go into battle thinking I have a Democrat or Republican behind me. They go thinking I've got Americans behind me. I've got a country behind me, and I'm going to stand for what my country stands for, which, ladies and gentlemen, is freedom and liberty, despite what the uh, left socialist Democrats you know, are a, to. a jerk couldn't be taking a knee if it wasn't for the military that yeah. gave them the freedom to do it. Exactly. I don't even want to say that jerk's name because that just, that'll just get my blood boiling. But, uh, <laughs> but well, we'll get, let's get back to the show. But, folks, that's, that's the point of there. Don't, don't, don't ever forget a vet. Don't ever... Turn your head on a vet. Um, you know, if you see one, thank them. Well, you you uh, don't understand what that can really mean to a veteran. Absolutely. And one last thing is that if you see a vet 
Or you even see my son coming back from Germany who's in the mm-hmm. Air Force. Buy him a meal. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a first responder. Buy him a meal. You don't have to, but it just... It'll make you feel even better than it does. That it makes uh, them feel, yeah, yeah. And, they, and it'll make them feel great, folks. I've seen it and I've done it and I've been um, been in that and I and I've, I've seen it firsthand. So um, it really, really, really will make you feel really good, and it'll make the recipient feel really good. So let the vets know that you don't take them for granted. Um, so all right, folks, let's let's get back to this. Uh, as I was saying at the top of the hour. Um, yeah, we should we should take a second here and 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 do a reflection on the last twenty years and uh, and let me go ahead and do this. Uh, this is America's Web Radio. You are tuned into On Point with Victor. I am Victor Armendariz. God, I'm wiping the cast out of my eye right now. Oh boy! So and again, welcome to this New Year's Eve. Welcome, welcome, welcome! And uh, we've got listeners popping in already. Uh, we've got one Hispanic listener out there who said, "You know, believe it or not, there are Hispanics out here who believe in the rule of law." So um, let's let's take that to 2020. That that would be nice. You know, we, maybe in segment we'll do later. We'll do some uh, New Year's re- re- resolutions. Um, I almost said New Year's revolutions. <laughs> well, we may have <laughs> one might, in, in Virginia. That might have been a little. Uh, Freudian slip there, yeah, yeah, with Virginia, you know, you know, David. Since uh, and folks, if you're listening out there, David is the station owner, and he is a Texan, and uh, so you know, you mentioned Virginia. If Virginia's not careful, they're about to start playing cowboys and Democrats, mm-hmm. and that is not going to bode well for Democrats. <laughs> so uh, they picked the wrong side. Uh, we 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 the ones with the guns. Exactly. <laughs> so Virginia, the 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 snowflakes in Virginia, the Democrats, they really really better think about what they're doing in Virginia because I don't think you want to go down that road of playing cowboys and Democrats. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right, so let's well, let's think about this. Let's let's look about let's look back the past twenty years. Let's do a little a little backwards time machine, uh, if we may. Since since we are on the cusp of twenty twenty, we're going right into twenty twenty. So let's take a look back. So here's a couple of things to think about. Um, and folks, I may not get these a hundred percent right because this is coming out of out of memory. Uh, but uh, but let's look back. So if we go back nineteen years, uh, do you remember the hanging Chad? Do you remember the hanging Chad <laughs> fiasco? Uh, so back in two thousand, we had the apparently people the in Florida who weren't were not either weren't smart enough to push the chat all the way and folks what I'm saying and I know there may be some young people out there going what the hell are you talking about I vote on a computer <laughs> or I vote with a com- you know a little electronic machine back in the day which was only 19 years ago you actually had to go into the polling booth in in some areas in some states including the state of Florida and take a little pin that it was like a writing pin had a pointed into uh, it, and you actually had to punch the hole in a ballot. So you had, uh, let's say, you had uh, for the office of the president George Bush or Al Gore, and you had to punch the hole. Well, apparently, we had voters who just weren't quite strong enough to punch that hole all the way through. So when Florida ended up being a close race, and we all and we sh- we knew then. 
you know, back in 2000, we knew the Democrats would not accept the result of it. And actually, folks, this is probably when it really began, when the Democrat Party really, really started showing their hand on how they felt they deserved every election and they weren't going to res- to to accept the results if they lost. Because when Al Gore lost Florida, he lost the presidency. And so as soon as they saw, you know, if you go back, Al Gore Back then, when he lost Florida, he called George W. Bush, he he thanked him, and he said, good race, and he congratulated him. But then the Democrat Party mobilized because they saw that the Bush's winning percentage in Florida was very small. Um, We're talking 500 to 1,000 votes separated George Bush and Al Gore. And when the Democrat Party saw that, they mobilized, and they made Al Gore recant his congratulatory call. They made him basically rescind his uh, his uh, I'm done, you won uh, statement. And then they started going at figuring out how can we get recounts. we got to get recounts. And then they didn't ask for a total Florida recount. They just asked for the most heaviest Democrat areas where they could go in and find Democrat votes. And their goal, of course, was to overturn the Florida election. And, folks, that was back in 2000. And then we had where there are pictures, you can look them up, there are pictures of voting poll people looking at chads and holding these ballots in the air and looking to try to determine, did they pick Bush or did they pick Gore? And, and oh, there's an indention here. And I mean, it was ridiculous. Uh, but finally, because the Democrats were overstepping law, uh, it was finally settled and the results were cemented and Bush won that presidency. But that began, that early, you know, 19 years ago, began the Democrats' quest to never accept the results of an election. Uh, if they lost, they wouldn't accept it. Uh, they fought for years after that. You look, the first two years of George Bush, all the Democrats did was say he's an illegitimate president, that he undeservingly won the presidency. They said he didn't really win the presidency, that there was some type of interference there was some type of of fraudulent things happening that won him the president presidency now folks does that sound familiar you fast forward fast forward 16 years and they when they're they're saying the same thing about president trump he's an illegitimate president he didn't really win he this that and the other they won't accept that he won so they did this first in 2000 and then they did it again in 2016 and my point there is folks the Democrats have a playbook, and they will stick to it. And it usually works for them. But it ain't working this time because they did not expect to run into Donald J. Trump, a non-politician, a guy who doesn't play by their rules. And thank God that he doesn't. Um, so that was uh, so, okay. So that was 19 years ago, the hanging chat fiasco. Um, and then we went through the whole thing of hearing that Bush was illegitimate and and that all, I mean, just, it's amazing the similarities if you go back 19 years. You would think that we would have progressed, but we haven't because the Democrats are doing the same thing. It's just they're just more bold. Uh, so then along came 9-11. I mean, I'm sure all of you know, I hope, uh, what happened on 9-11. It was a terrible day. Thousands of Americans lost their lives. Uh, and look, let me point this out. The evil terrorist who committed the crime on 9-11 didn't care if you were a Republican or Democrat. They didn't care if you were brown, white, black, or yellow. They didn't care if you went to a mosque or if you went to a synagogue. They did not care. They killed you, and they tried to kill as many as they could on that day. Um, They just didn't care 
what your belief was. So, all right, folks, we're going to go to another break. This one will be quick, and we'll be right back, and we will continue with On Point with Victor. You're listening to America's Web Radio. And, by the way, after On Point with Victor is Lock and Loaded with Mr. Roger B. And he's going to have some things to say about Virginia and Texas. Texas. All right, we'll be back. Hang in there. Merry Christmas. I'm Patty Levan, owner of Multiland Mortgage Services, Inc. We've partnered with nationally known wholesale lenders throughout the country that offer a wide variety of home loan programs. We can find the right home loan that will suit your financial needs. Multiland Mortgage Services, your way home. Call us at 941-201-9111 or check out our website at multilandmortgage.com. Company founded by Joseph D. Powers, NMLS 158-989, licensed in Georgia and Florida. morning. My name is Mike Mizell. I'm a retired Army colonel and president of the Johns Creek Veterans Association. We meet in Newtown Park, and part of one of our projects is the installation of the Healing Wall, the half-scale model of the Vietnam Wall that traveled the United States. Well, it's coming to rest, and it's going to live in Johns Creek forever, the half-scale model. We're looking at a possibly a march implementation ribbon cutting ceremony and we're looking for donors and sponsors that want to help us in this great project you can donate at jcvets.org want to give your family our loved one the perfect gift then go online and check out the TornadoBodyDryer.com. I love mine and the warm heat air massage it gives me after my shower. The Tornado Body Dryer is super. You'll love it and you'll love having one in your shower. Listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back, folks. We're back. Hey, you know, I uh, thought of something here. Uh, I was listening to some of the, the latest stuff that, and I'm not even going to get into it, but that Alexandria Cortez was saying, and I'm not going to go through what she was saying, but all I'll say is this. If, if her brains were dynamite, she still couldn't blow her nose. I'm just saying. So, and, and speaking of that, uh, go to our website, americaswebradio.com. There's a little icon called, uh, idioms. Go there, click out, and send us your favorite idiom. Like, like I just said, if she had, uh, if if her brains were dynamite, she couldn't blow her nose. Send us your favorite idioms uh, that you have. Just go to americaswebradio.com. Wait, wait, did you say idiots? <laughs> I we, did, we don't want I was, Pelosi here. <laughs> I was not asking for pictures of Pelosi. Uh, no idioms. We just want your idioms. So uh, go to the site, americaswebradio.com, and click on the word idioms and send us yours. And you can remain anonymous. We won't even know you did it. Uh, but we do want to hear from you. So all right, let me, let's jump back into things. And before 
I uh, we, we we go back on this memory road in the last 19 years or so. Um, I want to point out, and I know Roger coming up next. Roger B is probably going to talk about this, but I've got to mention Texas uh, for all of you and my Democrat friends out there who are listening, who are anti-gun, and and by that you're anti freedom because you're anti second amendment if you're anti any of those things then and then you're against me protecting myself protecting my family you're against my right to protect my family you're you're against my right to protect my neighbor my friends let's look at what happened to texas ladies and gentlemen it's a tough video to watch but you ought to look it up and watch the church that happened this past weekend when there was a man who walked into a church went and sat in the corner of the of the front pew and uh, got up, pulled out a shotgun, and point blank shot a man. Now it's under, it's sad because this one. It looked to me like he was the 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 guy who got shot first was reaching for a weapon, and and could have ended this real quick. But it uh, looked like to me he 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 just didn't get his weapon out quick enough, you know. And folks, I don't care how trained you are, when you f- are confronted with a shotgun, and I speak from experience because it's happened to me. Uh, but when you're confronted, you, you just don't know. You can train all day, but when it actually happens, you just don't know what you're, how you're going to respond. You really, really don't. You can hope that your training kicks in immediately. You can hope that your reactions are second nature, uh, are second, uh, just second to none, I should say, that, that you just don't have to think, that you just go into action. Um, so I will tell you that it is not an easy thing to do. When somebody jumps out and pulls a shotgun and points it in your face, uh, you can train all day, but until it happens, you just don't know how you're going to react. But I will say this, the proper training day after day and week and month after month will put you in the right place and right frame of mind to be able to to respond to that, uh, which if you watch the video, we had some very uh, awesome, awesome citizens who stood up in that church and blew that guy to kingdom come. Uh, that guy will no longer be able to hurt another innocent person. Uh, unfortunately, he was able to shoot two people. You know, kill them. But let me say something here. I, I had a extremely as I was. I don't even remember eight, nine, ten years old. But I had the most fantastic baseball coach alive, and I loved him like he was my dad. And he had he taught, and I'm going to teach right now. <laughs> no matter, and if you carry, it's even more important that you listen. But Everywhere you go, your mind should be thinking about baseball and that batter, that ball's coming to me. Now, what am I going to do with it? Hmm. Every place that you go, you should be looking, observing, whether it's your church or anything else. Hmm. Now, what if a guy walks in with a gun? What am I going to do? I've been trained to use mine. But what am I going to do in this situation? I don't want to kill somebody in front of me or behind me. Or mm-hmm. So you go in with the attitude of what if it happens today and somebody comes in just like this guy did. And uh, it's, it's the same logic as baseball. Every time that ball, the bat hits the ball, that ball is coming to me and I'm going to catch it and mm-hmm. I'm going to go to first base with it. Right. And that's it, what you got to do with the. It's, uh, it's situational awareness and, and it's not taught enough. 
Um, you know, I get – my friends and I, when we go out, we, we fight for what we call the gunfighter seat. <laughs> and by that, I mean when we go to a restaurant, we uh, at least two of us will sit facing the door. Uh, and we do that because we carry and we can watch who's coming in and who's going out. Uh, that's situational awareness. Um, I've had people with me who, who are not familiar with firearms and they don't know that I carry and they always laugh because why do you always want to sit there? Why do you always this? Why do you do this? Why do you look around? Why do you? And then I ask them to quiz me. You know, quiz me. Ask me who just left. Ask me what they were wearing. Ask me, and and usually I can pretty much be spot on. And because that is situational awareness, uh, I go. I don't go into a building. I don't go into a restaurant without knowing where the exits are. I look at who is sitting near me. I look. At, I look all over the place, and and I'm making registered notes on what I'm seeing. And I do this secondhand, but I've 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 had training and. And anyone can get this kind of training, but even without the training, just be aware of your surroundings, folks. Just be aware. Uh, these men, these citizens, these armed citizens that reacted in Texas, it is a beautiful thing. It's awful that uh, a gunman was able to do what he did, but without the armed citizens in that church, this man would have killed a lot more people. This man took a shotgun, and folks, it is not hard to kill people with a shotgun. You are not going to miss at point-blank range with a shotgun. And this guy could have killed a lot more people, but thanks to the Second Amendment, thanks to the trained citizens, armed citizens that were in that church, that gunman was shot and killed, and lives were saved. And and if you are not, I'm talking to my Democrat friends, if you think and you want to give politicians to power to curb your second amendment right you need to think twice you need to really sit and and meditate over what you are thinking what you just review what you're trying to do uh, and and boy i'm getting a lot of things in my head here so pardon me for uh stumbling over my own words because i get passionate when i talk about this folks but if you're willing to give a politician let me tell you, let me tell you, put it to you this way. If you're willing to give a politician control over your Second Amendment, you're willing to give a politician the ability to restrict your ability to protect yourself and your family, but that politician will never have to worry about being protected. That politician will never have to abide by any rules that he, that they change in the Second Amendment or they put on their, their citizenry. They will never have to abide by those rules. A politician is always going to have armed security. A politician is fully, fully guarded all the time, whether by Capitol Police or by bodyguards. So if you, as a citizen, give that politician the power to tell you how to protect yourself, then you're out of your mind. And folks, we'll be right back. This is On Point with Victor. Happy holidays. I'm Patty LeVan, owner of Multiland Mortgage Services, Inc. Call us for details about our conventional loans with as little as 3% down. Or talk to us about our FHA, VA, and USDA loan options. We answer your questions with honesty and integrity because that's how we roll. Multiline Mortgage Services, your way home. Call us at 941-201-9111 or check out our website at multilinemortgage.com. Company founded by Joseph D. Powers, NMLS 158-989, licensed Georgia and Florida. 
If your health insurance premium is more than your mortgage, Ellen Deal with Ideal Solutions is here to help. Whether you're a small business owner, individual family, or baby boomer, email MAGA45CAG at gmail.com, and I'll respond with three easy questions to help you determine if you can get away from Obamacare. As a 20-year veteran of the insurance industry, I'm here to help with all your insurance needs. Email Ellen Deal at MAGA45CAG at gmail.com. This is America's Web Radio. Would you like to have a show, talk about your business, or express your opinion on America's Web Radio? Just email gm at americaswebradio.com and we'll get back to you. Thank you. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Ah, the sweet music of Pointless. Okay, let's get back. Vamos a regresar. Muchos puntos that we need to get to today. Uh, Pardon the Spanglish. You know, I get Spanish in my head sometimes and it just has to come out. Uh, and I'm going to have David speak in Spanish before he knows it. Uh, so, folks, let's get back into some of this. Uh, so we're looking back, and and uh, like I said before, the terrorists that hit 9-11, that struck on 9-11, they didn't care if you were LGBTQTRSYXUV. Uh, they didn't care if you were transitioning. They didn't care if you couldn't figure out which uh, <laughs> whether you were male or female on that given day. They just didn't care. Uh, their goal was to kill as many Americans as possible. Their goal was to stop America in its tracks. And, and, and you know, that's what their goal was, and that's what they attempted to do. And, uh, you know, thank God back then we had Bush as president and not Gore uh, because uh, what they did back on, when they struck on 9-11, they woke the sleeping giant. Um, whether you agreed with Bush's reactions with Iraq, uh, with Afghanistan, uh, you know, that's, that's besides the point. The point is, we went after the Taliban, we went after the people who were behind this, and um, we, we killed a lot of them. And we never stopped the pursuit. You know, Bush handed off the pursuit of bin Laden to the next administration after his, and that didn't stop until he was found and shot and killed. So, um, as we move on this memory lane, uh, gosh, there were so many, so many things that happened. And like I said, it's just kind of funny to reflect because you know if you fast forward to 2004, uh, you know Bush's reelection. Uh, what did the media try to do? What did the Dem- Democrats try to do, folks? After 9/11, this country was united like it had never been united before, and it was a great thing to see. Americans were with Americans. We all stood as one. The majority of this country, they didn't care if they were a D. They didn't care if they were R. They stood behind the president of this country because he's the president of all the American citizens. Uh, For once, for once, even for a small time, the American people divorced the letter D. They divorced the letter R. And they said, we must stand behind the commander in chief. We must stand behind the military. We must stand behind Lady Liberty. And we must strike and protect her. And we did. Uh, but it didn't take long. It did not take long for the Democrat Party to step back and go, whoa, 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 whoa. 
we can't stand by and allow the American people to be this united. And then the media jumped in all too willing to help going, we can't stand by and let the American people this united. If we allow this, George Bush will get reelected and he'll get reelected overwhelmingly. We must take action because above all else, above this great unity, we must have power. And folks, the only way for a Democrat party to have power is to create division. They have to get a, sur- a segment of the population to hate another segment of the population. This is why the Democrat Party puts you in a box. You've got to be a gay woman, a gay black woman. You've got to be a gay black man or a straight black man or you're a Hispanic brown man or you're this or you're that. You're LGBTQT already. You AQ, you're, you're this, you're that. You've got to be put in a box because at, the, at all of these boxes, they're labeled victim class. And if you can, the rich, the poor, the haves, the have-nots, that is in every Democrat mantra. And why? Because it creates diversity. If you can get some money to envy another person, it's going to lead to bad things. But it also leads to power. Because if, if I'm a Democrat and I can convince you that that group over there doesn't like that group over there. Uh, that group is less fortunate than that group. But in order for you to get yours, in order for you to stick it to the man, you've got to vote for me, your lovely Democrat, your lovely socialist Democrat, who supposedly feels your pain. That is the message of the Democrat Party. This is what hasn't changed, folks. And this is my point. If you go back to 2004, actually, it was Man, it was before 2004 when they realized the country was united. They started going after Bush. All of a sudden, uh, you started hearing stories of our servicemen were awful people hurting innocent uh, Afghanistans or innocent uh, Iraqis. You were hearing Bush was evil, Bush this, and the Republicans this, and they started creating division. And then you, they started talking down the economy because, hey, we had some rough times of the economy. It tends to happen when you have terrorist strikes, especially when it strikes the heart of New York, the heart of Wall Street. Um, so they started creating division. They started creating victim classes, and they started driving Bush's numbers down. And their goal back then, because they weren't bold enough to do try the impeachment route, uh, they were trying to drive his poll numbers down so that he wouldn't be reelected. But he was reelected. But that didn't stop him. Up until all the way to 2008, by the time George Bush left office, they had knocked his poll numbers down to the cellar, uh, bottom of the basement numbers. They were able to do that with him mainly because George Bush would not fight back. Uh, George Bush felt like there was a dignity to the office, and maybe he was right, maybe he was wrong. But I will tell you his strategy was wrong. We, we know that, just looking back at history, because his lack of fighting back allowed his numbers to crash. And then we, we allowed the establishment Republicans to basically pick John McCain to run in 08. I'm sorry, John McCain was the horrible candidate in 08. And... Uh, the anointed one, the well, and and I'm talking about Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton was promised 2008, uh, but that message didn't make it to that young whippersnapper named Barack Obama, and Barack Obama beat the pantsuit off of Hillary in 2008. And uh, I tell you what, uh, it, it was an amazing thing to see. And a lot of you guys probably don't know, but behind the scenes, Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton absolutely despised and hated uh, Barack Obama. Uh, he was not supposed to do what he did. He was not supposed to jump his turn, but he did. Uh, so then you have the 2008, he wins, and then you get to 2012. President Obama should have never been reelected, but once again, the establishment chose Romney. 
Romney was a again he was just as bad if not worse than McCain. Um, for all intents and purposes, Barack Obama, based on the economy, he was presiding over the slowest and worst economic recovery in history. Uh, his policies were putting us in a bigger hole. His policies put us in stagnation. But yet he was reelected, and he was reelected because he had a really crappy opponent in Romney. So fast forward to today, and we're seeing the same thing. The media today is trying to run down Trump's numbers. The media today is trying to separate Donald Trump from his voters. So you just got to understand, ladies and gentlemen, that the playbook is there. The Democrats don't change. Uh, they just keep trying. They just get bolder and bolder. And today they're full-on socialists. And they're look, you see what they're doing with this impeachment trying to but now they're backtracking on that i mean it's just crazy to see uh but that that's just some of the things that happened in the last 19 years for some of those who may not have learned that or may not, may not have been taught that or may have forgotten but as we come to the end of the show folks i, I do want to say this i do want to just kind of break away um i i want to wish congressman john lewis i i, I, I look folks uh Getting the, the, the diagnosis of pancreatic cancer is a death sentence. And I don't care if you're Democrat. I don't care if you're Republican. Um, it's, I don't want anybody to have to go through this. And, and the, the road that John Lewis is, is about to be on is, is going to be a rough and hard one for him and his family. And we should all, we should all keep him in our thoughts and prayers uh, because fighting pancreatic cancer is an awful, awful battle. And, again, I, I politics shouldn't play a, play a part um, just keep him in your thoughts and prayers and, and uh, because his family's about to go through a lot. Um, now, what I will say is this. Tune in for, for the next show. And again, I'm afraid I'm going to be out of town uh, next week, but the following after that, the show is going to be on health care because I am going to use this as an opportunity to talk about every socialist Democrat today, what their health plan is about, because they want to take over health care. They want government to run it. And I want to use this as an opportunity to tell you what's going to happen, because, folks, you will not get the treatment that the elitist will get. The elitist class, the socialist Democrat class, the politician, the political class will get all the treatment they need. You the peasant citizen will not. So ponder that. Uh, that's going to be an upcoming show. Folks, don't go anywhere because to my left, you can't see him yet, but uh, on, uh, Locked and Loaded with Roger B. is coming up. Folks, you need to listen to what Roger has to say. You guys have a great New Year's, and we'll see you next year. And I want to remind everybody, get those thank you notes in to the First Lady, Melania Trump. The White House, 16 Pennsylvania Avenue, Washington, D.C., Northwest, 20500. Get those thank you notes in. Do it today. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.